Welcome to another edition of Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst of independent pro wrestling. I'm Jay Hawk. He's Jay Gold. Hey, oh, sorry, I was just killing a giant cricket in my uh, recording studio, but uh, I'm here. Boo, it's like Halloween scary things jumping around and whatnot. And Chief Markey. Welcome to the post-Halloween Halloween episode. Yeah, we did the pre-Halloween Halloween episode. Now it's the post-Halloween Halloween episode. And I just got Halloween like five times in one sentence. Pretty good. So, it's very impressive. I, I feel like Dave Milker with Ron Cunningham right now. It's fantastic. Look, I'm trying to fight this Christmas nonsense. Oh, it, Christmas goes up now, doesn't it? Everybody it's, starts putting up their, their I re- stuff. And- I refuse to do shit for Christmas until I've had my Thanksgiving turkey. Where I am working, there's it's been going on before Halloween even happens. I'm very well, upset about it. Well, we, we don't celebrate Christmas over here, um, but we, uh, but my sister-in-law does. So we will be getting ready to get the trees ready or something in the next three weeks or whatever it is and hang the ornaments. Now, when is Hanukkah this year? It's a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, it's different every year, as you know. Um, I think I it's, question. Yeah, I think it's closer to Christmas this year. Last year or two years ago, it was like, november it was like during thanksgiving so i think this year it's closer to to the christmas season it's it's irrelevant regardless we'll just get presents and whatnot and my kid will not appreciate any of it you know that kind of thing okay uh begin at sunset sunday december 18th and end at nightfall monday december 26th so it's actually overlapping christmas this year there you go we are it's closer to christmas than it was uh thanksgiving this year terrific battle of the holidays we all just want presents. In the end, can't we all just get each other presents and that'll be that? Yeah, yeah, the problem I run into is I like getting presents, but I don't like buying presents. Oh, and hell yeah. Too. Yeah. That's got to be it's a real give and take, you know? Yeah, I want to take uh, and not give. But... Oh, my God. This is the, the end of season uh, trivia contest uh, uh, in December, closer to that time. So we'll be giving each other gifts again and, and enjoying our, our holiday festive trivia contests, according to what I think home office mentioned to us. Yep. You will all be giving me a win once again. I I think it's my time. I've been reading up. I've been um, watching um, IWTV and and other streaming services very carefully fight network fight TV now because our friends over at AIW are now there exclusively. And uh, uh, apparently a bunch of companies signed with them today. So, which is, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, there's all sorts of, uh, streaming wars for independent wrestling which who would have thought that was coming in 2022 okay i will say that now that gkw is officially on fight pluck i will start watching more of their stuff and that's not gonna be like 13 bucks every show but if i would have bought the show that took place this weekend at 15 bucks and all of a sudden that they're they're already free with a 4.99 subscription i would have been pissed wait let me ask you something if you do the aiw fight tv plus that's you don't get the gcw stuff right or is it all to, one subscription? Act of today, it's all one. Uh, uh, it's all one subscription. Yeah, oh, pay atten- I thought. Pay attention. Each, no, I thought each company, Mars. I thought each company had its own four four dollars a month or whatever the heck it is. No, that would be a so, terrible deal. Well, I mean, that's why I was wondering why GCW was was advertising so hard because I thought they were looking for their own service, and I was like, oh, everybody's gonna have to pay for their own whatever content they want, kind of a la carte. But I guess I was wrong. No, I mean, there are still some companies that have their own separate thing. Like the NWA still has their own thing. Yeah. Like four ninety nine a month for all their content. Yep. But, but if you're actually on Fight Plus, that's everything that's on Fight Plus you get with that. That's AIW, that's GKW. That... that helps us immensely over here. We have Now we have more avenues to uh, to watch those wrestling revolvers on there. There's a bunch now. How could Glory so, on there? OVW yeah. on OVW, you I know think. What? Can that... I even... Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. I think we need to do a House of Glory show. I really do. Master P owns them now, right? He does, and it never turned. Be- it never got better. I could say I thought everybody was excited when he bought it. Like he was going to put some money into it. I just think he says he owns it in name, and that's about it. I don't see anything. Charles Mason still wrestles for them, so I don't see anything that good going on. And the only thing I don't like about Fight is there's like no organization to any of it. Like if you don't know what you're looking for, good luck. Right. You have to kind of, the search is awful. It's absolutely awful. And it's, and it's not even like a separate thing for category and for company. Like you have to find the company you're looking for and then click on the channel. Yep. Yeah, and then click on the yeah, channel. They, 
Yeah, it's not even as organized as Peacock, and that's that's a terrible uh, uh, streaming as far as their menu goes. So I'm, I, I mean, look, I want it for AIW. Um, we are going to be able to enjoy it for other shows for our content, but um, I'm just hoping that you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to get too deep into fight, you know, fight TV Plus's uh, uh, library. If if AIW stuff is there, I'll watch it, but most of the other stuff I'll just watch kind of, you know, by itself. Why? Why have companies not figured out the whole UI thing yet? I feel like at this point, in the year 2022, it should be kind of a foregone thing. What was the best? What's the best streaming UI? Is it HBO Max? HBO Max is pretty good, but you know, after everything went down, I, I admittedly haven't logged on in a minute. But yeah, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering what like WWE Network had a decent u- user uh, interface. Definitely. I mean, it before, did, especially yeah. compared to Peacock. Yeah, I mean, I think they, I think they really found their groove closer to the end of their existence, which is sad when you think about <laughs> and then, it. And then they destroy it. From- then they, they're just like, oh, you like it? Tough shit. <laughs> Gone. What do you think of them apples? Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I think Fight TV's UI is horrible. I think uh, IWTV is starting to really starting ag- again. They don't. They got rid of the double tap to move ahead ten seconds. They, you, you can't. There's a lot of trouble with. With uh, um, when I proceed through the app, I know you guys use the computer, but I, I don't. I use the app, and I find it to be very, very difficult now. But this isn't me just grumping around on on streaming services. So it could yeah. be. You know, the, the IWTV app through the Smart TV through, through the Roku is garbage. Like half the time you can search, half the time you can rewind, half the time you can't, half the time you can mm-hmm. pause, half the time you can't. Yeah, there's like it's no rhyme similar. or reason for it. Yeah, it's very similar to the uh, iPad and uh, iPhone app now, um, which is, you would think they did that whole revamp, you know, the new logo and everything, and it still is kind of stinky. So whatever, you know, wherever I can watch what we're going to watch. And uh, as long as I can stream what I want to stream live, I'm, I'm happy. Just uh, as long as it works, just work. That's all I wanted to do. And be easy to navigate. That's sure. <laughs> I'm which... going to be my hill to die on. <laughs> it's then... not a bad hill to die on. No. I like it. No, I mean, I mean, at least with IWTV, like I can, I can go to promotion, I can hit Control F and find the promotion I want on my computer without, right. have, without having to do a ton of extra work. But like, yeah, there's not I mean, even a promotion will... tab on Fight. Like, if you, if you don't know what you're looking for, you're screwed. Yeah, and they also cover, they also fool you with some of those free uh, TV shows and fights that are streaming on there, and you're like, oh, is this live? Nope, it's from like ten years ago, and you get to watch it for free. It's fifteen minutes. It's like they've even got like 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 old boxing matches on there. I'm like, oh, really cool. I wonder what's going on here. Then you click on like the boxing hall of fame channel. And there's like eight fights, right? <laughs> and, they, and they haven't had anything. And they haven't had anything in like eight years. It goes like if it, if it didn't stream live on here at some point, it's not on there. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's what I'm talking about. There's just no there's no rhyme or reason for anything, and they tease you with stuff. And I think there are TV shows on there now too. Very strange, bad fighting shows. It's like martial arts shows. They got, yeah, they got martial arts movies, some really old, old school like martial yeah. arts movies and stuff on there, like stuff that stuff that would stuff that would stuff that would good enough for the El Rey Network. Yeah, you know what Fight Plus needs to bring back WMAC Masters. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? I, that that Twitter handle with the dude who's writing the book is so good. Ten million subscriptions if they do that. I guarantee it. Do it. Make it happen. Make it happen, and then. And then you, on the other hand, you want to talk about bad UI, the Bleacher Report app to try to get AEW shows is complete dog shit. But that's a whole nother topic because that is not independent wrestling. Uh, the, the Bleacher Report app is garbage. Even if you get it, to, even if you can navigate through it, it's fucking garbage. Just trash. watching shit on it. Trash. Trash. I, I know. Hope. Website I use works just fine. I mean, what? <laughs> I, me too. There's plenty of places to um, find what I'm looking for, if you know what I mean. Oh, out in the high seas. I have no idea what you're talking about, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Anyway. Don't censor this home office. We're just joking. Halloween happened. There was an AIW show. I dressed up. Yes, yes I you think did. you should have won. But I should have won. Friend, but our friend Mike Trombetta in the Raven costume was uh, top notch, I got to say. I'm not as upset about that as the other two costumes were just guys in t-shirts. What were they? What? Wait, there was we a had, second and third place. Had, yeah, there's a Bill Alfonso and a Kevin Owens. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bill Alfonso I didn't get. Yeah, I, I saw that one. I thought Marcy. I thought you looked great. You could have. You should have won the contest. Yeah. 
Yeah, you should have definitely got. You should have definitely gotten at least top three on there. There was somebody in a Ms. Brickle costume too. That was really good. I, I, that was I, a good one too. I feel like they should have gotten complaint for that. I I chose not to pander by not doing a wrestling costume, and I think it bit me in the ass. Well, you were at a wrestling show. I'm sure they wanted something wrestling related. Uh, did, did, did not say a wrestling <laughs> costume contest. It's a costume contest. I will say, uh, IW Guide favorite Porter O'Shea, his uh, uh, naked thumb costume was fantastic. He really looked like a thumb that night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the one Porter O'Shea nailed, I wish he could have found a way to keep it on. He had that Gieber head when he came out for the opening match. I wish he could have found a way to keep that on and just drift reading that fucking Gieber head all day. That I mean, when be- he took the zebra head off, he was a thumb. So e- either way, the costume worked perfectly. I did think the AIW show was fantastic. The Swamp Monster or whatever he was called was that was uh that's culture shifting. That's a culture shifting character right there. You want game, that character on TV all the time. A game changer, if you will. Ex- a game changer, exactly. I, I, and uh, I, I, also Swaggy B is my favorite new independent wrestling uh, rapper. Swaggy B. I don't know. I was <laughs> I was partial to Dig and Dug Dirt, accompanied by Pickaxe Pete. Pickaxe Pete, I think that was pick. <laughs> Pickaxe Pete was uh, certainly something. They all got the memo, though. I love it. Everybody got the memo of how they should have, how they should have looked, and and what they should have done. I, I I thought it was uh, I thought it was very creative. That show itself was had a lot going on for it. Honorable honorable mention to Dan King King, and I thought that was pretty clever too. Bal- it said ballet season on the uh, on the cryon tyon cryon that goes across the screen. Yeah. Lower third, the bug, yeah. The bug. It's a lower third, not bug. It's but, called a bug too. Now the the bug is when you're watching like a hockey game on TV and you've got the thing that got the score and the time and the power play time left and shit like that on it. That's the bug. Oh, I should know this. All right, yeah. So that's the bug, and the other one is the lower third, right? Okay. TV TV professional over here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I I have way too much time on my hands and not enough time on my hands at the same time. It's really weird. Anything, everything, any nowhere, everything, nowhere. Uh, Halloween was good, though, over here. We gave away way too We had a lot of candy. We took a lot of candy. Um, I wore my pink and black uh, Randy Macho Man Savage Zubaz pants. That was my uh, that was my costume and uh, my wrestling over everything sweatshirt. So that was good. And then at work, I wore my Colt Cabana Matt Classic uh lucha mask all day long so that was fun yeah we did we did a halloween thing here too that took the kids trick-or-treating twice and, uh, up by up by the cousin house about half hour north of here they did their saturday and then we'd had and then we had ours on monday my son and i both did wrestling related gimmick i did my corny gym costume and my son we convinced my son to do captain lou albano because it was fucking cheap how'd you get the uh rubber band in his cheek here it come nice it only lasted about an hour and a half. Like they had the rubber band were gone before we got done. But, you know, it's only for the pictures anyway. Huh? For kids, Halloween for the adults. We like to wear the costumes, show them off. They all have to work. But for the kids, as long as they get it for the pictures, everything is good. And the candy. Exactly. Don't forget yeah. about the candy with all the drugs in them. You know what? One of the people I was with said, where's the fentanyl? I was like, you know, I can't find it. <laughs> there was no rainbow fentanyl anywhere in the uh, uh, houses that we were looking in. You got to go to the rich neighborhoods if you want to get, like, the edibles. I live in that's, those sort of that sort of neighborhood. There were no edibles. Nobody gave us anything. Now, I will say at both trick-or-treat, there were, each, there were houses that were giving away adult treats. And yet mm. I was combining the one house had, like, apple wh- shots of apple whiskey they were giving the adult. The one, the one house had, the one house were actually like just had, like, chili made. You get a bowl of chili, and then they were, had they had homemade apple bourbon. And they didn't give me a shot of the apple bourbon. Like, they took an enti- a styrofoam cup and filled the fucking thing with the apple bourbon. I was feeling That's good right in that walk. Yeah. I'm thinking next year I'm going to buy, like, a box load, like, one of those crates of, like, airplane bottles and have an adult section and a kid section for Halloween and give out some, you know, airplane bottles of, like, rum and whiskey and, and tequila and stuff. I think that'll be a big hit. Yeah, because we go out for trick or treating, we don't we don't actually pack out candy. But I would totally be that parent that would be tossing beer to the to the parent while the kids are getting their candy. Hell yeah! Just leave them all in a bowl for someone to take. I'm sure everyone will follow the honor system, especially Just if alcohol is involved. Right, especially if alcohol is involved for the kids too. You know, don't touch the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the one how can packing out Jello shot and they weren't paying it out loud. They were just kind of like pointing at the adult with the with the cup. And one parent go, 
I don't know what that is, but it looked like the good stuff. Talk it over. But, but before that, let's go over what on independent wrestling this week. What's on, What's this, on weekend? this weekend? All right. Now, IWTV had quite a few shows listed. North Show Pro Wrestling on Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern with Standing 30. Got a couple on Saturday. You got Dan Dial Intergender Bonanza Rumble 2. You got DOA Pro Wrestling doing their big show. Out of Con had a show on Sunday. Galley Lucha had a show on Sunday. Uh, the only thing lifted on Fight for the weekend is uh, Saturday at IWP Winner Take All 2022. That is an iPay-per-view. That is not a Fight Plus. Now that's going to be $14.99 to order that one. IWC, that's Derek, where he's the the one of the champions on that. Yeah, that's International Wrestling Cartel out of Pittsburgh. That is correct. And it, uh, Derek Dillinger and Cole Carter for the Cooper Indy title on that card. That's right. That's right. He won that tournament. I forgot about that. Well, I Cuba- didn't forget about that. The that What's-his-face? Uh, Cole Carter won the next tournament, right? Yeah. Based on the poster, it looks like Carter got the belt now. He can poke with it on the poster. but Yeah. TME in the main event against Tito Oric and Lebanon Don for the undisputed IWT Tag Team Championship on that card. Now that that's the only live show listed for for a fight. Now f- again, fight schedule games like twenty shows actually air live, and they only put like one or two on the schedule. So fight so. is really ramping up. Like this is this is all just like fight is just it's it's in now. Now now the now the streaming wars have uh, like the the end of House of the Dragon fight. TV has killed Luke uh, uh, Targaryen, and they are ready to start the war. The streaming wars have begun, and uh, they're really airing stuff, huh? Uh, based on what I'm based on what I'm hearing, there's going to be a lot more on Fight Plus in the very near future. They're gonna, I, I I understand they're got a bunch that have deals on the table that haven't actually been announced yet. Uh, I mean, it's wow. going to be it's going to get interesting. Like yeah. I said, WMAC Masters right around the corner. That and Battle Dome. They really want to do it. Give me Battle Dome back to back. Do, give me an hour a day. An episode of Masters, an episode of Battle Dome. Saturday at noon. Make it just like old times. Make it happen. They're coming about Takeshi Cackle on there too. Oh, I could watch some of those. I liked I liked most extreme elimination challenge. That show is terrific. The bastardized version of American Ninja Warrior that's on now is nowhere near as good. I guess we should uh address it we we should have mentioned it earlier. New IWTV world champion. Crown the past weekend. I could address it. I chose not to. I, cho- <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be any more disappointed. No offense, cruel. I it just it is it is what it is. I saw that. I was like, "You're kidding me." Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like somebody had to beat. Somebody had to win it at some point. So. so we are we are fully we are rocket shipping fully into IWTV, the independent wrestling champion, doing only death matches that because we are not going to see five star bangers out of cruel. I don't think he's going to hold it very long, personally, but... I'm wondering what the game plan is there. I mean, it's not like AC Mack is going anywhere, and it's not like Alec Price is going anywhere so quickly. Like, you had all these... You have a lot of guys who uh, who I think could carry that, you know, and, and travel and stuff and not have to be covered in broken glass every time they wrestle. It really should have been Price, huh? Mm, that's what I think, too. Oh, he may still get it. it. It'll take time, I think, but I think he'll get it. All right, with that, we've got a long show to review, so let's go ahead and get into it. The Weekly Review. Okay, and that show took place this past Sunday. Prestige Wrestling presenting Rogueland 4 live on IWTV. And look a very long show, but a lot of good stuff on here. It so where feel, is... Where, it didn't feel sorry, so Marcia. long. You know what? I agree there. I just... Where is I was, my brother asked me about this one tonight. Where is where is Roseland? Is that in 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 Washington or is that California? Portland, Oregon. 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 Sorry, I knew it was the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Okay. Yeah, prestigious Oregon. gun show in California before. I, 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 yeah, you're not wrong to think that, but Roseland itself in Portland. Okay, so that so this show is in Portland, and the the venue. I know we've we've talked about cool venues. Um, the one in uh, in Pittsburgh, the Enjoy venue, is amazing. This one, too, has a really cool vibe to it. Uh, this one looks a little more asylum style, like everyone's on top of each other. But um, it's a very cool looking place for for wrestling. And the, the I think they had a little bit of a kink in the uh, sound at the beginning with the announcer. But um, the show itself, the the venue, the people there, it, was, it looked great. Really did. Yeah, there, there were some uh, 
a couple of sound issues throughout the show, but it's, yeah. you know. Your commentary team for the show is Jordan Cackle, dressed up at MJF. And from Wrestling with Regret, Brian Kane, dressed up at Tony Schiavone. And not just dressed up at Tony Schiavone, but specifically dressed up at Tony Schiavone during Schiavone's one lone TNA appearance in 2002. The, the uh, what was it, like a, a Hawaiian shirt style? Yeah, like an orange Hawaiian shirt, and he was wearing a kid's T-shirt underneath it. And the only reason I know that he was going specifically for the TNA Shivani look at Brian Gain actually posted it on his Facebook, a, com- a comparison picture. The only reason I realized that that was what he was going for. Good save. Whatever worked. Whatever got the point across. Now, our opening match, which honestly I thought this was going to be much later in the show. Like, I figured this was going to go on, like, next to last. And they opened with it. The American Wolf of Eddie Edwards and Davey Richard against Violent Gift Forever, Dominic Greeny and Kevin Koo. We're starting off hot, baby. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, and honestly, as soon as and, they brought this to the ring, I'm like, they're gonna open with the best match of the show. Like it's all gonna be downhill from there. Looking like, like Skinner opening with Freebirds. Yeah, there was no, yeah, there was no way you can you. I mean, in our eyes, I mean, fan, you know, team of the show, <laughs> uh, the the uh, uh, incomparable violence is forever. Look, when um, I said hot, that was 100 percent a double entendre. Well, yes. we we knew we were ignoring it. <laughs> I will not be ignored. God damn it. <laughs> I will say I did not expect a, a cleanly shaved Kevin Koo's head and uh, and Dom with the uh, the cleaned up mullet. I like I like this Dom haircut. I like the fresh. cleaned up mullet, you know, fresh from the barbershop haircut. Um, and I think Kevin Koo, that's a different look for him. He looked very he looked much more like a killer with the uh, with the shaved head. He had those crazy eyes going. It just it just worked for him, especially in this match. This was I, I mean, the, the styles couldn't be more similar um, you got that technician with Davey Richards. You have Dom as a technician. You have this pure strength of Eddie Edwards and, and Kevin Koo. It worked on so many levels. And this match was exactly what I expected. It was hard hitting. There was a lot of good shit, good double team move, good action. Uh, they did fight on the floor forever, and I think the referee counted two at one point when they were fighting on the floor. Sometimes you just got to let it be. I, I understand I, referee discretion, but like if you're going to count, count. If you're not going to count, then go out and follow them. They make a comment about how the fans would for sure be okay with having wrestlers sweat on a chair. And I thought I would very much like to buy a chair with Kevin Kuhn's sweat. I mean, what? They, <laughs> they had some uh, They had some nice chairs. The chairs were the, mer- the chairs nice, were merch exactly. themselves. They said and prestige just on them. Some, if it has some sweat on it, so be it. Yeah. Yeah, I think That's we can. Uh, listen, yeah. if prestige is listening, if the upper manager is listening, you got one of those chairs laying around. Our very own Marcy would like a uh, just a peek at it, if you don't mind. <laughs> nice little, nice little touch. Just yeah, yeah. Just, just a little bit. Yep. Just mail it out. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll send you her address. You can DM us, and we'll uh, we'll take care of all that. And now I normally don't like tag team matches that go this long after the hot tag, but these two teams were doing such great shit that I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, they Kevin Koo and. Yeah, refused to stay down on multiple pin attempt, but he finally tapped out to an ankle lock. 1805 for the opening match. Uh, what a great to start off. Yeah. Really great match to start off with. Yep. We go from there. Alan Angel taking on Nick Wayne. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I am not a, enamored with with Nick Wayne like everyone else is. Um Alan Angels is is a proven commodity. Um, you know, you know what you're gonna get from him. You know what uh what you're you know what you're gonna get from Nick Wayne too. I just I don't. I, there's just something about Nick Wayne. I lo- I like seeing him in the ring. Fine, technically fine, but I, there's just something not. It's just something missing that doesn't get me as as going as everyone else who seems to like be on this kid's. You know, he's great. He should be on TV on AEW. No, no, he shouldn't. He should be learning more. He should be learning more expressions. He should be. There's just a lot that I think someone of his age should be doing. You know, and and not necessarily wrestling Alan Angels on the Prestige Show, but. You know, I, like I may be in the minority. I like it when he does all the flips. Yeah, he's a flippy boy, sure. Okay, the thing is, I like Nick Wayne. I think he's going to be something special. But, I mean, there are other people later on in the show that just that do the same stuff he does and does it better. Yep. Like, I, like, like this is not the kind of show for Nick Wayne to stand out on. That's not that a knock correct. on him. That's not a knock on him. Kid, freaking 18 years old. Like, I'm not going to knock I'm not gonna knock 18 year old kid. That's shit he does. Yeah. No, it's you're right, and and you know what? Kudos to him for being on a ton of uh, a ton of shows. He he works a lot, and that's fine. I just I don't get the hype yet. I think you know he's a raw talent that's going to be good, but I think he needs 
several more years of, you know, men- even mentoring too. If he's going to be, you know, taken on by GCW for a while or AEW, then then teach the kid, mentor him, you know, give give him some ideas. Because right now, Nick Wayne is just a, 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 you know, there's no there's no personality there that I'm like drawn to. So actually, I can get he's eighteen. I don't even think he's eighteen yet. I think, he, think he's still seventeen, honestly. Yeah, yeah so, I think you're right. Yeah, but call it match, call it match here. Yeah. They almost, they almost watched referee in the corner when the referee covered up. Angel gets a dick kick and the springboard cutter, and then end get with a floating neck breaker for the pin and eight forty kick. That's perfectly he fine. He also just does quite a murder of a just gets Larry a little before that as well. Yeah. And from there we get the first of two women's matches on the card. Amira taking on Kumi Kakai, and I find this one interesting just because they made mention of Kumi Kakai run in women extreme wrestling. <laughs> which I find hilarious. Which I find hilarious, just based off flat out wrestling covering that over over, over the last couple of weeks. But they don't mention that Kumi Kakai was in the first ever women's match in Ring of Honor history, which I think a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more of a cachet than being in women's extreme wrestling personally. But this match uh, ended weird. I was gonna say, I uh, yeah, I I, um... I I feel like the ref fucked up and. Yeah, that that was just like I didn't even write down what the fin and what the final move was because it was Kai Co clearly kicked out of it. It was like, well, I also didn't think the match was any good. So you know, this was a blemish on this card that I I I just I didn't think there was any chemistry between the two of them. Uh, And then the crap finish was like, you know, you say there's no chemistry. Um, I say after there's very much some chemistry. I feel like that felt forced because of the uh, messed up pin. You know what I mean? No. I think it would have made more sense if the if the ending came when it came. Yeah, they they wanted to kiss. They kissed. It's I'm glad there's a kiss. There's a lot there's of kissing more, on the show. More too. wrestling needs more kissing. Yeah, there's a lot of kicking on this show too. Yes, this is why this is such a great show. Yeah, and the kissing's fine. I just honestly, I thought the match was was not good. <laughs> I thought you'd say you want the kissing to have more meaning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hey, no, we don't know. We don't know what they did in the hotel after the show. I'm just throwing that yeah, out. Yeah, the kissing, the kissing was all well and good. I, but the match was not good. So you want to skip to the kissing? Fine. I'm, I'm always for that. <laughs> well, it ended weird. We, we, this wasn't how it was supposed to end. So it's kind, of, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I was gonna say from going from Red Hot, uh, uh, Violence is Forever, and the American Wolves to this match was uh, uh, a letdown. Would be uh, uh, going easy, <laughs> so to speak. And they can't all be five star bangers. You're right, but Prestige has a really the card is really nice. So you know a lot of these the, the matches tonight are very interesting. But this one just this one just kind of uh, brought me down where I was like, okay, when does this when does this first half end? If it's going to be like this, all right. So from there we do get we do go from this to something quite a bit better. Kevin Blackwood taking on FB Kento. Uh, we get some call it technical wrestling early going here. My first thought when I call Kento come out is that if we ever have FB Kento against Mikey Montgomery, we might rip a hole in the pay time continuum. Yeah, you know what? They do. They do kind of. They do. They sure could be the same. I, I got to give Kevin Blackwood credit because, and I'll I'll say this up front: I have never been a big fan of Blackwood and Puff and and that whole crew, except for maybe Andy Williams. Um, but he looked good that night. He he looked in the ring was terrific. The match was really really good, and I like this version of Kevin Blackwood. I think he was pushed to a level that you know I don't think uh, he's done in a while. I just I really enjoyed it. I thought he looked good, and it, and it was a, I thought the match was really really good to cleanse my palate after that abomination of a woman's match. He's also a hunk. He is that he is, and the hair looked good. Everything was on point that night. So, yes, it's a very fun, fast-paced match. Yeah, they fought on the floor for a while, then they tear each other down and roll back in the ring at the same time. I, I, I like that, but a uh, lot of strike in this one, especially by Blackwood. They had a chop battle that I think would last like a minute and a half, just them trading chop back and forth. With the sweat just flying off of them when they hit them, I love that. love when you take that camera angle from, like, with the light kind of shining, get hit, and the sweat goes flying, really hitting them hard. Oh, that's the best. I, Marcy, we're on the same page here. That, that, that does something to me. I mean, what? <laughs> Look, I'm still feeling the Halloween. Don't you know? Sure. Getting getting thirsty, Marky, on the show. Fantastic. It's it been a, a thir- while. It's a thirsty. It's a thirsty Tuesday. <laughs> thirsty Friday for those of you listening to the show. Oh, oh, right. Sorry. 
We're going to peel back. Sorry to break the fourth wall there. We record on a t- It's not live. Apologies to everyone who thought we were live on Fridays. At the exact time they listen to it. Right. Well, only when you're listening, which is it's it's probably uh, 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, Eastern time. If you're listening right now, check your watch. I mean, we're, we're laughing about it, but I remember watching wrestling when I was a kid in like the mid 80s and they would try to pack off the fucking 11 o'clock Saturday morning shit and being and airing live. Well, what they would do is they would like film it through a cheesecloth. So it looks like morning almost where you could like you're not seeing the evening blemishes of everybody. What, 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 <laughs> Most what, of them are windowless buildings. You're not going to see any light anyway. Right. Well, what what the WWF would do is like they would not acknowledge title changing hand got house show until the match aired on TV. So you would literally go to a Friday night house show and see and see a Ricky Steamboat defend the Intercontinental title, and then he'd lose the title to Honky Tonk Man on the Saturday morning TV show. Like who's that? No, nobody who on that Friday night show believe that. Like you're not fooling you know, anybody. You know, I I miss the days of when they would film uh, uh, Sunday Night Heat right after Monday Night Raw or right before Monday Night Raw, and then pass it off as you know this Sunday. And when you're doing it, when you're at the shows live, listening to them. I, I love that when they talk about the day they're on, if it's a pre-tape and it's not that day. But this is not like that, everyone, because this is live when you're listening to it. <laughs> Just remember, check your watch, 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern. We are live right now. If it's not nine o'clock, you're clearly just not in the Eastern. You, or zone. you didn't, or your watch is broken. That's the only other option I would. FB oh, Kento gets a his version of the sharpshooter called the FB Shooter on Blackwood. Blackwood reaches the rope. Uh, Blackwood, not so long after that, put a tech cloverleaf on, but Kento le- reaches the rope. Blackwood gets the pin with a flying double stomp in twelve twenty nine. This one was very good, and his double stomp is awesome. Yeah, it was so clean. It was awesome. That's a thing of beauty. Yeah. All right, we go from there. La Australia taking on Commander. And if you like your flippy shit, this is your match. They're all kind of flippy shit, and it all looks fucking great. Hey, I love me my flippy shit. This is so, there's so many flippy shits going on in this flippy shit match. <laughs> that sounds like I'm making fun. I'm putting it down, but no, it's fucking ruled. No, yeah, I know. The, yeah. No, this kid's great. Both these guys are great at all, at all, at all the flippy shit. Everything looked crip, everything looked good. Commander, we, we first saw it at Pollution and AIW this year, and it, it, he's still doing shit I've never seen before, including sure. the finish of this match, which we'll get to. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the same Commander that was on the Glee show? Or am I thinking of I mixing him up? No, it's one? the same Commander, and, and was on the e- a- a- AIW show yeah, two, I know. two I months bet. ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally just mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't listening. I apologize. <laughs> Because because I'm live and uh, I wasn't. This is completely off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, he also worked the Ric Flair's last match show. I mean, he's been all over the place the last couple months. When was that? What what? Who did he wrestle at Ric Flair's last match? Yeah. Was he in like a scramble? I think like a f- scramble or a four way. I can double check four, real quick here. Was it for the you. same four way that had Nick Wayne in it? I think. No, he was in the uh, no, he was in the Battle Royal. I think. Ah. Oh yeah, because he did his flippy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was in the he was in the uh, the bunkhouse battle royal that Man Warner wound up winning, right? And he was still Which doing. It turned and, out to mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and he was still doing the high flying shit in the fucking battle royal. Be that's a great strategy. But anyway, that's your pet peeve. I think we've discussed that before. I have lots of pet peeves, but right. I think it's surprised. I think people are surprised. I like wrestling as much as I do, considering how many pet peeves I have. But. <laughs> Yo, what about the ending to this match? Oh my god, freaking Commander walk. Dunk a destroyer, then go up on the top rope, walk the rope, and a fucking shooting star. Well, what about the what about the the bouncing off the middle rope and the crossing his legs? And I mean, there was so much good, clean stuff. Nobody slipped. This is the thing I don't get. All right, maybe I'm just crazy here, but Probably. I watch I watch these indie matches, and these guys are flawless. I mean, flawless. I mean, they don't miss, and the gifts can fly when they do it. They do crazy things like jumping through the middle rope into DDTs like when when uh, El Generico used to do stuff. They get on TV like AEWWE, they try that shit, and they fall flat on their face, and it looks awful. It always works, I feel like, on the indies. It doesn't work on television. I am not sure why. The ropes are probably different, I feel like. Yeah. They're different I mean, tightness. I don't know. But it always – it never fails. It can These be nervousness. Just, they could be pers- – perspiring more than they usually do so that's why the ropes are with all the lights yeah that's true marcy you are wise 
you're so wise. And I, I just think watching a match like this on, on in this forum, that is the perfect place for these guys to put on this kind of just wow style. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely fantastic. Ten minute and. 17 second commander getting the pin with a rope walk shooting star prank. I still cannot believe I got the word. It's it, this was a sprint and it fucking rolled. Yep. Yeah. The crowd understanding Lucha start throwing money into the ring. They're uh, the throwing ra- money in the middle of this match. They're, they, yeah, they're throwing money during the match. That's how good this was. But the, even even more money gets thrown at, get thrown into the ring after the match. And while the referees are out there celebrating, the referee is like trying to sneak in and grab the money. Dude, I hope you're giving that to them out to them in the back because they weren't giving that money to you. They did not give a fuck. The referee was in there. I'm saying that as a referee. I was gonna say, like your matches, Jayhawk, when you're the, when you're on the outside, the lady stuffing dollar bills in your your coat pocket when you're the manager. That like that old woman who is yelling at you to get out of the way. Well, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what she was they're... doing with stuffing dollar bill down, down my pocket. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying they're throwing something other than money, like rocks or something. Oh, I always thought that, you know, people like Jayhawk, like Lucha style, they give money when he's around, you know. Women have never given me money for anything, I beg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we go from there to our Rogue death match. It is Drekko, who we've seen at the pretty show before. Taking on in his professional wrestling debut, Danger Aaron from Jackass. Yeah. This Aaron. match was fucking garbage. I love this. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 as much as I normally hate the deathmatch stuff, the, the, there was just so much creaky shit on here. I can't help but at least be positive about it. And, and, and it's the uh, only type, and it's the only match of the type on the card. It's not like the, it, the show is littered with them. It went on forever. I, I mean, will agree with you there. I think it went on way too long. I will agree with you on uh, that. And Akira had to come out and uh, yeah, yeah, they were like bringing in the bucket with Akira in it. And, What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, stapling his hand to the middle rope. Like, oh, that was gnarly. All right. I I honestly are. I'm going to defer to Marcy uh, to discuss the <laughs> highlights of this one because I am. I was not. I did not enjoy it. There's a I'll, fucking barbed wire trampoline. How how the fuck could you not like this match? And I, I, they, I, uh, they, they called yeah. me right from the beginning. But Danger Aaron comes out. He's wearing a neck breaking on crutches. They could it that he got attacked by a bear before the show. And even the, and even the announcers were like, I did see a bear backstage. That's legit. But he even had a doctor's note that said, yeah, do not ruckle in any circumstances. And Druck will go, well, good thing it's not Druck will be. We're just going to fucking fight. And he, and he just laid into him right off the bat. Kicks the shit out of him. Staples his hands to the turnbuckle. Staples his hand to the turnbuckle. Staples the note to Aaron Ked, and they actually get a cloak up of it. And like, you know what? For a doctor's note, that's pretty good handwriting. Like commentary, <laughs> killing it, killing shit great. They're just the right amount of humor, the right amount of killing the, the brutality of it. Like everything about this work, aside from the fact that it was too long. You could cut some of the middle stuff out. I wouldn't agree, but. I enjoyed this enough to not care that much about that. Drunk will bring like everything out from under the ring. All of a sudden, three people bring a <laughs> toad out. That, no, I like when he threw the box. It's because it said Phillips, right? Is that a TV? <laughs> but this gave Phillips on the box. So. Yeah, but yeah, three people bring the toad from under the ring, and a crowd starts chanting, what can the box, what can the box? And, it, and it's Akira. So Akira attacked Drekkel, and they've had a match at a previous prestige show. The last Roseland. Yeah. Roseland 3. And from here, from here, even though it's not advertised like a handicap match, it's basically a handicap match. It's basically Akira doing most of the work being Danger Aaron and not a wrestler. He's a coward. That's like it's kind of his thing in Jackass. He's always like begrudgingly doing these things. And then, and then at some point, the referee is like practically begging fans to move. And that's when they bring out the barbed wire trampoline. And even Brian King going, "How the hell do we miss that?" <laughs> Blends in really well, I guess. This is where I started thinking that the match went too long, though, being Drekko and Akira both go through the barbed wire trampoline, and then the match went, like, another five minutes after that. Yes, like, it went It went a lot longer after that, yes. But it did have that moment when the box of fucking light tubes got yeeted at Drexel's face and made such a satisfying sound. I, I honestly, after the barbed wire trampoline, I was like, okay, and then and he's sitting on it, and then they're running around the ring after each oh. other, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Aaron had to take his... He had to get hit with something if he was going to win, so... You think he sells merch after the show, or do you think he just leaves? I'm trying to depend on how badly he butted open afterward. 
whether he feels like he has to go to the hospital right that minute or if he can and wait a couple he, hours. He got walloped good with that light tube and then, like, tossed through that door. Yeah. Akira hits Drexel with a bundle of light tube, following it up with a clam. Aaron gets the pin in 18 minutes and 20 seconds. More kissing. More kicking. As each I each. wanted. More oh, kissing eight, on wrestling. 18 minutes for a death match with a celebrity. 18 and you minutes. get a kiss. And the Jackass stars are undefe- undefeated in wrestling matches this year. <laughs> yeah, they're 2 and 0. 2 and 0. Yeah. 18 minutes. Good lord. I am going to say, I don't know how consensual this particular kick was. That's fair. I didn't think about that. More consensual kissing in wrestling. <laughs> okay, so after an intermission, which thankfully gets cut from the replay here, we go looking, to. Looking at you, Creative Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go to. A match in the T4 Summit, the IWTV Tag Team Title Tournament. The West Coast Wrecking Crew of Roy Isaac and Jarrell Nelkin taking on the team of T4, Cody Chun and Guillermo Rocock. Now, now let me ask you something. When they do this this tournament, you know, when these are tournament qualifiers or whatever, don't you think it would be cool for the promotion to like air a graphic or something of where everyone is in the tournament if you're going to have a match on your show that's in the tournament? I would agree with that, but I don't think they've thought that far ahead at the how far that final eight going to go wrestle weekend yet, as far as right. who's going to wrestle who. I think they're getting the qualifying matches done first before they put a graphic up. But I think that, but to, to even to make it feel special, you have this qualifying match, right? That um um that then you put up a graphic. Hey, this is an IWTV tag team qualifier. Like you know, I I, I mean, it takes a lot more coordination. But if you're on IWTV, then they have an ability to give you that graphic and be like, Hey, use this during that match. Right. Like, I mean, I just think it, it would, it would spice up the fact that these titles are going to be fought for and defended across every brand on IWTV. You know, you want to cross promote IWTV when you're losing guys to fight TV plus, you might as well make it feel big every time you have one of those matches for one of your titles. So just my, just my two cents there. Okay, now my my biggest thing with this one is they're making a they made a big deal, an incredibly big deal about what the rules of the tag team title matches are going to be, and realistically, there's only two real differences in in the tag rule. Uh, con- any contact to the upper body represents a tag rather than being hand to hand, and instead of a five count, if they're if they're a double team, there's ten. Beyond that, they are just standard tag team rules that they've always had. But wait, they, no. But, they're special ropes. Well, they have the tag. They have the tag rope, which the team apparently provide their own tag rope and tie them themselves, which I thought was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we had to make a blood sacrifice for our tag rope. <laughs> <laughs> but to, but that that kind of gave something to me as far as yeah you know, how how modern wrestling goes when we have to hammer in that these were the rules of tag team matches when they're the same thing they've always been essentially. And the announcers like harped on it all the time. Oh, these are the rules. We're going to force the ten count on the floor. Well, why aren't you anyway? Like I'm. Should, yeah. Should that be an all the time thing? That, that was my thought. But I mean, the match itself was fine. Yeah. Um. You know, I like the I, you know, I like the hype of the tournament. I think I think that gives the match, whether it's mediocre or, or just a good match, more hype to me because I like. I like the feel of like, oh, this one I means so this one's going someone in this match is going somewhere else next. And that's I just like, my yeah. I, I like that they all get their tiny little medals for just for Yeah. Yeah, the little medals too work out. Everyone should get a medal. Also that C four, like their finishing double team move was pretty cool. I don't know, just the way I felt like I was watching it in slow motion, if that makes sense. Yep. Definitely makes sense. But like in a cool way. I'm just I'm trying to trying trying to get over the fact that I think it was cool. I'm in a weird mood tonight. Don't judge me. I don't judge. Nope. So it is D4 advancing in the tournament. Yama Rokoff pinned Jero Nelkin following a high-low finish in 1335. Cody Chunda Katope Kuwakita on Roy Ike to keep him from entering the ring to break up the pin. Took a nice touch. And then Jordan Cackle interviewed D4 after the match. They say they're going to try to bring the title back to the West Coast, and they're going to make the tournament the D4 Summit. Sure, I believe they have a shot at this. Why not? Uh, until they get beat, I'm not finding it forever. My pick. I'm just exactly. Out there. Well, that's the that's the IW guide pick. That's what we believe. We we have ridden uh, Derek for until he got his title, and now we're going to ride Violence is Forever 
till they get their title, right, Mars? Till they get even more titles, right? Give them, give them that. But this is this is the one. This is the uh, the crowning achievement. Give them that title. Let's go. I mean, three time tag team of the year. It's kind of hard for me to root against them to pick against them until until company beats them. But yeah. Okay. From there, we have more lucha action. Sonico taking on Black Taurus. Black Taurus. He looks so cool. That that that. It's a, it's like if Mantor had a, if Mantor had talent, we got Black Taurus. I think there's a lot more than just talent needed if Mantor is going to be in there. But <laughs> Black Black Taurus is. I, I think the every time I see Black Taurus, I think of of Impact for some reason. I feel like they they like mushed him into Impact in uh, with like PCO and a bunch of people out of nowhere. And um, but the stuff he can do, I, I mean, he's been around forever too. I think. I would just there's just something so impressive about it. and Sonico is is a, as a professional also um, they had very good chemistry in there. I don't know how Black Taurus wrestles with that thing on his face. It looks like rubber. Yeah, Black Taurus. Uh, to answer one question, uh, about to celebrate its 17th anniversary in the wrestling business, November 5th, 2005. Yeah, that's 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 wrestling for a while, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it definitely feels. Like he's been around for forever, and honestly, you you you, you don't agree that mask looks it looks like like a latex, I mean, almost like some sort of yeah. Like. I just don't know how he does it all the time. It, it's crazy looking. I, I would assume those horns are soft that he's you're getting a, hit with. He's an actual demon. I'm gonna start that rumor tonight. I find I nothing mean, wrong. I with mean, it. this morning at nine in the morning, nine a.m. Friday <laughs> morning, everybody. You know, in fairness, nine o'clock Friday morning is like one o'clock in the morning in Japan. So it could very well be. I know my stupid brother isn't going to start listening till either early, early at like six forty-five. So Sam, it is six forty-five on your train a.m. <laughs> if you're listening, I know you're listening. You're on your way to work. So just making sure you know it's live at this time. If you want to text me, oh, I got a text from you. Yes, you're listening. Yep, good to go. But yeah, I, I like the match. The match was uh, the match was a good, uh, another good. Oh, Prestige does those to have two of those on the same card that are both bangers like that is is really good. Yeah, I do like the match. Uh, I do want to call out Jordan Cackle. He called that the flippiest feeling out product ever because Commander in Australia didn't just drop an hour before this. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, beyond that, though, yeah, the match is perfectly fine. You got Torque having a power advantage. Gunnico got a speed advantage, although Torque is quick and agile as well. Toro is working on Konako's knee the entire way, which is perfectly, perfectly great strategy. And then Konako getting the pin with the AMF in 1210, and we get more money thrown in the ring. As we should. This is another fun, fun lucha match. Uh, Sonico remains undefeated in Roseland. That was kind of one of the, the plot points that the commentary was getting over. Please I like when they show they show like Tarus after the match, like if you're at one of the indie shows and he's walked around in like a track jacket with his Tarus mask on. It's just the best. <laughs> There's just something about luchas, luchadors when they wear their mask and like people clothes. Like seeing Bandito walk around AIW in like a he's like dressed like a, a Texas cowboy, but he's got his little Bandito mask on. I mean, there's just something so fun about that. From there, we go to our semifinal match. It is Diana Perago taking on Jungle Kiona. Now we got Impact and Stardom represented. She was giving out jungle is giving out candy. Yes. I, I am a sucker for Deanna Prazo. I love I love Deanna Prazo. I, I could watch any matches that she's in. I have I've been I, I've been watching her since I believe it was tough enough that she started that she first came to people's like uh eye level and then just really took it on her own and did just so well. And uh yeah, you could just tell me Deanna Pra I got to see her live at one of the Richfield Park shows and that was awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this was a good match. I thought the ending was a little bit weird. Um, the finish with that, with, with jungle, uh, what's her last name? What's her name again? Jung Kiona. Kiona. I thought her, her finish was strange. Did it's you not, a, did you not think that was strange? It's the jungle buster. Yeah. It's like a muckle buster. She just conquered the jungle buster. Nothing. No, but I thought she like dropped down funny. Like it looked like it was like in slow motion almost when she, when she hit the finish, I was like, whoa, that, that. For a, I, I kept expecting her to drop backwards, like Samoa, Samoan drop style, but it was almost like she sat down, so it looked kind of funky. I know, I know what she was going for. I just thought the ending looked weird. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but that's just that's just what I saw there. I I, I thought it was fine. Okay. Yeah, same. Yeah, but it was Kiona winning with the Jungle Buster in seven fifty five. 
And then we go to our main event. Oh, Alex, she- Alex Shelley defending the Prestige Wrestling World Championship against Dragon Gate's own Yamato. And the ring announcer done Yamato introduction in Japanese, which was cool as fuck. Yep. I did but, not realize that Alex Shelley defended that belt against so many names. They they rattled off all the names of the competitors. Holy moly. They get big-time talent in Prestige. He's been champion for a while, too. Yeah. 235-day back of the recording. 238-day if you're listening live. That's right. If you're listening live. Still, still once again, absolute hunk. I mean... And he's a physical... Was he a physical therapist? That's like the total package. Sure is. Yeah, he, uh, that's, this is another one of those high impact chops from each other and big time moves and, and all sorts of submission and mat based like scrambling. And this was one of those like, this was a, this is a, it felt like a main event. If, if you, if you didn't have Violences Forever and, and the American Wolves on the card and just this one, you could walk away happy with this main event. It was that kind of name notoriety, main event, big time. Like it just, it just worked. You know, they picked in hindsight. I think they picked the two right matches to bookmark the show. Basically. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yep. Start we, strong and strong. Do they have tag champs in Prestige? Yeah, um, they're oh, fuck. C four won, but they lost them. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, give me one second. I this speaking. I wish this was also a match that ended with a kiss. Oh, they are the, <laughs> the well. There was there was a kick in early in the match. The grid right at the beginning. Shelly had that hammerlock in the rope, kind of kept him for the mind game. Also, one of these lady fans kissed Alex Shelley when he came down, too, which was nice. Kisses fan all interaction. Over. That's, you know, I appreciate a wrestler that's pro fan interaction as far as kisses go. Well, PB has yet to let me put the lip balm on his lips and, and give him a kiss <laughs> on his way to the ring. So. <laughs> okay. So as far as the Prestige Tag Team Championships go, they are vacant as of right now. The last champion were Midnight Heat, Eddie Pearl, and Ricky Gimkin, and Ricky Gimkin suffered an injury. Ah, okay. Which was meant, which was mentioned on commentary during the tag title tournament match, but they felt like Midnight Heat should be should have been in that match. Mm. Now that's what, that's what's going on with though. So they have tag team champions, but they're they don't have tag team champions. Well, this main event was was top notch. I I very much enjoyed watching these two guys beat the piss out of each other. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I and I have and I know I've got it quite a bit on this show, but I love Brian Gain on commentary. But he got me. He knows great when to throw that humor in. There's a spot late in the match where Shelley falls forward and he kind of grabs Gamato crotch on his way down. And Brian King goes, You have to blur that out in his country. That's actually a very good line. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah. yeah but Yamato working on Shelley's leg for a long time. You could tell they were, they were going for a longer match here. They were doing a slower pace early, a lot of holds. You mentioned a lot of commissions. I dug it, though. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you pace a match. That's how you pace it. I liked it a lot. Uh, Shelly get Shelly get a pin uh, get a two count on a crucifix. Go into the border, get a stretch. Your model roll into a pin for cover to break the hold and get at, get the two count off of it. Shelly hit Victor uh, Abigail for two. Go right back into the border, get a stretch. This time he gets the commission. Nineteen minutes and forty seconds. I don't like you calling that the sister Abigail. He has a, I can't remember what he calls it because you know, he used that like way back in the day too. I mean, I the closest thing I could call it to describe it without it's using like a, Victor Abigail is like a, like a rolling flatliner. But I, oh, I, I, yeah, I like forget. a modified crossroads. Yeah, but I I forget what Alex Shelley called it too. And commentary didn't say it. They just said what a move. Like what they were a move. fucking like like they were fucking like 1980 Vince McMahon or some shit. So. Channeling their Vinnie Mac. What a maneuver. <laughs> after, after the match, we get a handshake, a bow, and a hug, and commentary no kiss, like. Mars. And then commentary tried to wrap the show up like three times. They don't go off the air. Commentary had to kind of awkwardly talk again and then wrap up the show. Like after you say goodbye the first, good night the first time, just lay out. Yeah. Go off the air when they go off the air at that shell point. Shell shock. It's called shell shock. Ah, there we go. See, we get you the information, the important information on this live Friday morning show. We just yeah. we get you the information. You get that sister Abigail crap out of here. That's right. Why do I think he called a different move than that shell shock? You're probably right. I thought for whatever reason, I thought it was a different move. Um, he also had the skull fucker. Oh, that's okay. the best, best name for a move. Yeah, that is a great name for a move. All right. Well, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's any big surprise where we're going with this one guy. But thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Absolutely. It is unanimous, which usually is. Yeah, I give this four and a half skull fuckers out of five. Yeah, 
Four and a half sounds about right. I did not realize we were on the skull fucker scoring system, but that we are now, baby. That's right. We go we go live and we go on the skull fucker scoring system. They can't censor us because we're live. That's right. Prove them wrong and post, butter. Uh, I don't care. What do you mean post? It's live. There can't be a post. <laughs> <sighs> I think it'd be really funny. He doesn't censor any of the curses out, but he censors out whenever we say it's live. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. All right. Let's get some plug in, Marky. What do you got? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFenboy, boy spelled B-O-I. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFenboy. Those are my other podcasts, X-Over. There might be a post-Halloween Halloween special that will probably be up by the time this drops, so check that out. And that is everywhere you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at RefJayhawk. Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Twitch every once in a while, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. Okay, you can uh, find me at jgold 12 on Twitter. Uh, since today is Friday, I'll be working from home. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And uh, please check out the new Twitter handle. It's IWGuide1. Don't forget about the merch store over at BrainBusterTees.com. Listen to our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the super fantastic podcast, which is coming back, by the way, if you catch my griff, the A Show, at Odds with Wrestling, X over, and the card is going to change and our other friends, the official graphic designer of IW Guide, JCP Designs, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Ohio, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio, and Kayfabe Collectibles, the Florida office. That's what I got on this spooky uh, uh, Friday that is in no way live. I mean, in no way taped. Um, oh, it's my wife's birthday on Saturday, so I'm saying happy birthday. And don't tell her, but I did get her a Snuggie. And uh, hopefully that'll go over well. Um, but um, yeah, happy birthday. And as the late Bobby Heenan once said, I asked Stu Hart earlier, Stu, you got to be proud of your boy. And he said, I have boy? Orson's <laughs> 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 reaction just made that whole thing great. I love it. Uh, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Enjoy some independent wrestling. Later. See you.